Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. Could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. Ah! Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. Welcome to another episode of Mission Star Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Bionis. Welcome. Uh, we didn't have a show last week, um, but we are back this week, or by the time you're listening to this, be next week. We're coming from the pa- we're coming from the future or past. Anyways, uh, with me tonight, uh, we got three out of the four. We're starting to the man to my left. I would say, Alex. Yo, what's up? And then joining us as well from the marvelous iPad or what? What are you using, Drummond? Is it an iPad or is it a tablet? Nah, it's like like a Windows tablet. Oh, gotcha. Windows tablet is ramen. Yeah. What's up, everybody? How's it going? It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, it's been a okay. bit. You don't have to like that guy. Nobody does. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it, it, it's been a bit, Ramen. Um, so yeah, welcome back, um, back to the fold. And uh, as for those who don't know, this is a weekly podcast. Um, we talk about games and whatever's on out there in, in the gaming universe. Uh, and we put, split these uh, up into our YouTube channel, uh, which you will find every segment on this podcast on there, or you could just the entire thing on our website or on the podcast services around the globe. Before we get more into that, let's just dive right into the news. I will start. Um, and I, as, I, as I was going through the news stories, um, there were some br- pretty big ones that happened this past week. Um, the Sony uh, online, I won't say direct, but the state of play they did. Uh, Microsoft's own thing as well for their kind of online uh, showcase of games and whatnot. But what really caught my eye this week was Facebook in terms of uh, the uh, Oculus Quest um, and making some moves that are just, uh, when I saw the announcement, it blew my mind in terms of like moving the needle forward in the VR market. Uh, so I'll start with this. So I'll start with the, uh, uh, this is from UploadVR.com written by, do we got a writer here for this? Don't think we do. Oh, this is the very bottom. No, no writer. All right. Well, 
There's an article states on the VR on the Oculus Quest. The Oculus Quest is getting controller-free finger tracking in early 2020. This will allow developers to create apps where you can interact directly with your hand instead of the touch controllers. Existing apps should also be updated with this functionality, though this would be suitable more uh, be suitable for some such as social, VR, or passive entertainment due to the lack of input or haptic feedback. This confirmed our speculative report from February of this year when we reached out to John Carmack to find out the prospects of this feature arriving. HTC's new Vive console PC VR headset also supports optical finger tracking, although reports of their algorithms tracking quality on the Vive Pro has been mixed at best. Uh, and then over at TheVerge.com, written by Nick Stat, Oculus Link will let you plug your Quest headset into the game PC to play with games. Facebook-owned Oculus VR is launching an update in November for its standalone Quest headset that will allow it to be plugged into any virtual reality-ready game PC to access the entire Lyft library. The feature is called o uh, Oculus Link. And it was announced today by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg at the Oculus Connect Developer Conference in San Jose, California. Quote, your quest is basically Rift now, too, unquote, Zuckerberg told the crowd during the conference uh, keynote address. Um, the caveat to this, if you want to use your Oculus Quest as a Rift, the, you still need to meet the minimum or recommended speculation for uh, uh, specs for your PC in order for that to work. But uh, there is a there is a, uh, a USB-C connection, and you connect from your PC to your Oculus Quest to make it happen. Um, so the big thing for me is that hand tracking, <laughs> the hand tracking um, technology that was shown in the trailer you see behind me. Um, and able to use your hands now and get rid of the controllers, I, I think is a huge step. Um, the Oculus Quest is already I, one of the, the cheaper VR headsets out there. Uh, and uh, it, with, with Facebook making this move and top of the fact that you can also convert it into a full-fledged uh, full Oculus Rift um, for more power and to you know, basically play uh, more games at a much higher resolution, um, it's... It's mind-boggling. At the same time, like they're moving the VR market uh, much closer to a much more uh, sustainable area for people to look at it and buy it, and the convenience factor of as well. So it's Facebook making big moves um, in terms of like you know is is this enough for people to go out and buy a VR headset? Almost. Well. Okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of confused, okay? So, you being able to connect the headset with the, 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 the USB-C. Yes. Like, like what? So, so, that means that you can plug the headset in and not have to set up, like, anything sensor-wise? And you can just run it just there off of one wire? Is, is that what the big deal is? Um, essentially, it's yeah. essentially giving it more power. Essentially, is what it's doing is, uh, by itself, the Oculus Quest is it's wireless and the, the specs of it is, is, uh, is less than the Oculus Rift. Um, but when you plug in the USB-C from the headset to the, the PC, be, be, uh, bear in mind, you still need to have a PC that can run Oculus Rift. Um, yeah. You can then pretty much 
convert it into an Oculus Rift and using that power from your PC to power up your VR uh, uh, quest. Okay, so, I, I see, I see. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like I, my the interesting thing about all this I'm kind of curious about is, you know, and, uh, and I ask again, like, you know, is this enough for people to go out there and buy VR uh, quest? Like, is this something that, that people are going to be lining up in droves to get? No, and I'll tell you what, right now, I'm not buying anything to do with VR until they figure out how to make it truly mobile, which there's no reason they can't. Um, yeah, for me, when it comes to VR, it's just the price. I think the VR technology is developing and it is at a place where it's, if we're getting to this point where we don't have to worry about controllers anymore, um, that's a huge first step, but there's a huge another step in, in the VR uh, technology space. I mean, I think that's that's years and years out. I think maybe about like one or two years to where you're actually going to get like one-to-one -one tracking. Even then, that's true. Like a little bit buggy because I mean, it's it's hard to, to to like right now they have it working like that good, just in very specific settings like room wise or game wise and whatnot i think there's a lot more to it possibly like i'm well, the... go ahead alex so so here's the so the reason why i'm like i think it's really all gonna be uh it needs to go to like a fully truly mobile based system is the fact that they're pushing all this stuff for cloud right cloud 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 well, there's no reason for them to not then combine cloud technology for gaming to handle the processing for a VR load and then have it go to a completely wireless system that is using like a 4G or 5G connection. And now you don't even need to fucking worry about anything. Like you don't have to have a computer. You can have it literally anywhere. It's, it's perfect. I, I And I think it's getting there. I think the technology is... That idea or that that uh, the, the tech is, I want to say it's closer than I think people would think. Because I've heard, I, I, honestly, I think that tech is like five to ten years out. Mm -hmm. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Like I'm thinking, because I've been hearing a lot about five G for so long. No, if if being be a thing, and if it's actually going to work until. It's true. Yeah. That is true. It may take the first. I mean, if 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 we can't even play games on with our fucking controllers on like a regular screen like this, then for a while. Yeah, and and like it will. Like it seems like that. That's definitely the the future. Yeah, and and I think that the it may take the the first generation may not hit it. It may take the second and the third generation to really hit that sweet spot, as we've seen in other text, uh, tech devices out there that you, after a good couple generations like you know they'll they'll actually hit what they were promoting um i'm very hopeful like as i said like there's there's obviously vr has a market people are buying vr just in with the sony psvr um and sony kind of out there touting like how much they sold um as far as everything else wise like i feel like it's still growing and it's still progressing but like i wouldn't think that they'll get to the point where they actually have uh finger hand tracking 
already with the VR. I thought that'd be like years down the road and we're ready at this point saying that'd be out by 2020. Um, bodes well for the VR market for Facebook. Like it bodes very, very well. Like it's actually progressing much faster than I think. Um, I don't see any reason why hand tracking would take any amount of time. I'm honestly surprised that it took them this long to get it. There's no real reason for them to do that. They already have a ton of technology that will track, you know, minute facial uh, expression changes and shit like that. Why would it be any different than that? I don't know why it took them so long to get to this point. And this might be me just not be following the VR uh, market as close as I, um, as we were just discussing this topic. Um, but you know, you're probably right on that, Alex. Um, I had figured that you know, when it comes to the VR headsets, that you were just tied to the controllers and whatever the VR uh, headset provided, uh, and that was that. Um, I thought you know, VR, you know, having a hand tracking uh, for VR, I thought it'd be much more later down the road, um, but. As we see, like they already are introducing it for next year, um, and possibly, you know, maybe this is this may be some tech that is not new to Facebook or to other tech companies, and something they they can easily implement into their VR devices. So we'll definitely see in due time. Um, it, again, and the thing with VR is that yes, there's a market for it, and, and yes, it is growing, but the biggest the biggest thing is going to be the price. Um, in in well, this, yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's always been the main issue with v, with VR. Like it's like like I said earlier in, in the article, like you to use your uh, to use the VR uh, Quest as a Rift, you still need a beefy computer. Um, and as far as like how much that computer would be, um, you're easily looking at give or take a thousand, maybe more so. I'm being kind of general when it comes to their price. Um, um, I don't know what their exact specs are at this point, so I don't know if I can really say that, uh, how much it would be. But, like, let, let's put it this way. You can put together a mid-range gaming rig that can stream for a grand to a grand and a half. Funny you should ask about the specs. I got them right here. Um, so, just off the bat, if we're going with the Oculus Rift uh, specs, the original... Uh, for the recommend, uh, let's go with the minimum first. Just the minimum, uh, Intel i3 or AMD uh, Ryzen 3 1200 or uh, FX 4350 or greater. Graphics card needless, needless uh, NVIDIA GTX 1050 Ti or AMD Radeon RX 470 or greater. Alternative to that would be an NVIDIA GTX 964 gigabytes or AMD Radeon R9 290 or greater. Windows 10, obviously, 8 gigs of RAM uh, plus, I'm assuming they probably need more than that. Um, you probably need like 12 to 16. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, you need USB port, obviously, and uh, you need an HDMI output. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the minimum specs for just the Oculus Rift. So, based on that alone, like as, as Alex said, like, yeah, you can have a good mid-tower uh, gaming uh, rig and you should be good to go. So, again, I'm. Oh, right, go ahead. Like I was saying, like that's the reason why, like with all the cloud-based like gaming that's the, that everybody's starting to push out, it makes perfect sense to move it to a fully mobile device where you don't have to worry about it because all that shit's handled on the back end on some server. Yeah, they they could definitely do that. This, I wonder if Facebook is going to be looking into that in the future. I mean, to be honest, most game companies are are especially with uh, Microsoft. It's, 
Uh, Facebook probably won't, but some of the developers that might do it themselves. Mm. That'd be interesting. How, huh? Do they, would they have the infrastructure to do that? Like, depending on the publisher. Hmm. I mean, it's going to depend on the developer. It's going to depend on if they have a publisher, and then it's going to depend on which publisher they have. So, like indie games, hell no, no, there's no way in hell. But if say EA decides to jump into it, yeah. Fuck yeah, or Ubisoft or any of them who are touting this shit, yeah, they'd be able to. Hell, uh, Google's starting to look into how to do it, so I don't see why they wouldn't be able to just be like, hey, we've already got all the servers and shit in place. We will literally give you room on these and sell you room. It's true. It's very true. If anybody would do it, Google probably would be able to the best yep. chance at it. Interesting. I will. I'm. I'm again. I'm curious to see what happens in the future with, with VR uh, tech in general, but. Um, I think what Facebook announcing, I think, is still a pretty big needle in terms of, like the VR market and where it's at at the moment, and kind of moving it forward. So uh, it's cool. I like it. It's awesome. We're we're getting closer to, to the future, that sci-fi future that uh, we always memed about. All yeah. right. So let's let's go clockwise here. I'm gonna surprise you, Ramen. You're gonna be next. I'm next. Yeah, so tell tell us tell us your story. What did you bring to the table? So a article from IGN by Colin Stevens. The name of the article is Fans Upset Over Call of Duty Modern Warfare's Year Long PS4 Exclusive Mode. Infinity Reacts. I'm not as good as picking out pieces as Anthony, so let me. <laughs> During Sony's latest stream, Activision took the opportunity to reveal a brand new story trailer for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, giving us our first look at its ripped from the headlines campaign uh, with the text load play first on PS4. Smaller text at the bottom that read content until October 1st, 2020. That a, a year-long exclusive for uh, at these Call of Duty games come out. Call of Duty's coming out. But on the Xbox and PC will be able to play this, this Spec Ops multiplayer mode. So what do you guys think about that? About this this ec- ec- so Being I or, for so long. Yeah. So what do you what do you guys think? So I looked into this. I heard about what happened with um, Call of Duty. So it's so my, first off, I think that my 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 uh, gut reaction is it's business. You know, the game industry is a business. These companies are making these moves. Um, I did see one of the devs from the uh, Call of Duty team um, who was basically saying that, um, you know, hey, we love everybody to play this new mode um, on every platform, but, you know, it's not my it's not my higher, my higher pay grade to, to make those decisions, uh, which, you know, he's obviously saying, like, the decisions here was made by the publishers. Um, like they, they, they're the ones that made that decision to like, hey, we're going to have uh, Spec Ops 
uh, ex exclusive for the PS4 up until this date. Uh, and for this instance, it's a, it's a year. Uh, so part of me is just business and they're making moves. You know, part of it sucks. I mean, if you're a Call of Duty fan and you... No, this is literally the most retarded shit ever. And what... Literally. Call of Duty is on a one-year... Uh, well, it's on a two-year uh, development cycle mm -hmm. with two different companies doing it. So they trade back and forth every single year. So what you're saying is that we're going to have a game mode that only PlayStation can play while this game is relevant. That's retarded. There's no other way to put that. The only way this makes sense is if they also, right alongside of it, announced that they were going to no longer release a yearly Call of Duty. That's the only way it makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, because like I said, like like these games are on like there's a yearly cycle, and so like right as soon as it becomes available, the next one comes out. Well, what the fuck's the point? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right, you guys are right. Like, you know, Call of Duty is on that two yearly cycle and they swap out developers to make whatever version of Call of Duty that they're making. Um, the thing, mm, obviously, money, money talks, and obviously, they, they must have made some, some big deal in terms of like how much money it would take them to, to do this. Nope, I, I bet you I know what it is. I bet it's not even money. What do you think it is? It's 100% cross platform. Cross platform, huh? Yep, it is completely cross platform. PlayStation, Microsoft, Xbox, and Windows can all play cross platform. I bet you that this is the fucking <laughs> thing that they used. Just be like, all right, like you can play it anywhere, but you get this special mode if you. Yeah, no, it was probably like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever we, you can play it across with PlayStation with an Xbox and PC all in the same match. But we get this mode for an entire year. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. They're saying basically, we'll give you this mode for an entire year if you allow us to do crossplay. Oh no, it was probably this is what we are expecting to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, well then this is what you're giving us. It <laughs> wasn't probably that it was offered by the publisher. If it was, the publisher's a fucking idiot. But most likely, it was Sony saying, "Well, fine, then we want exclusive uh, content." For an entire year, I can see that. I can definitely see that because Sony is not having nice playing ball when it comes to crossplay. So I can no, definitely no, see, they are not. I can definitely see that. That's interesting. Oh I man. That, um, it's okay. Let me back up here. So, Sony has had um, exclusive content deals with the Call of Duty franchise. Over the past like few iterations, I'm pretty sure. Like either like like maps, or they get like certain things early or whatnot, like weapons. I think even. Um, but but for but it's it, it's usually something that you know at the beginning. The fact that that this game is coming out in what like a few weeks. And we're barely figuring this out. We're barely. We're, yeah, we're barely that that is that so is that's a that is a dick these, move. So all these people who were like, okay, like it doesn't matter what console I get it on now. I'll just pre-order for my Xbox. I can play with my places, my people on PlayStation or whatever. It's like, oh, too late. Pre-order is already locked in. You're already locked into your console. Yeah, that's... you know what I mean. It's like and like what we're like I say we're 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 about two weeks out from this game dropping. I'm pretty sure. 
Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's that's I I find that the most shitty about it. Like everything else, like I said, it's it's business. You know, it's 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 business, but that's that's just super shitty about it. Yeah. I and I'm not surprised honestly though from Activision, honestly. Um like they've they they, they know, quite they, well <clears throat> I mean I don't think that that was a, a Activision move. I think that that was a Sony move. Yeah, I don't I don't think Activision can be blamed for this one. I do blame them for the pay-to-win mechanics that are in the game, but that's not the article we're talking about. I don't blame no. them for this particular move. I don't think Activision planned it. I don't think they want it. And I bet you it was a fucking last-minute decision on Sony's part to demand this if they want to uh, launch it on the PlayStation. Though, actually, at this point... All the game pressing should be done, so they shouldn't even have to worry about Sony pulling out of the deal. So it could have been that in the original talks to do cross-platform, Sony demanded this, and Activision's kept it under wrap just so that people don't decide to not buy. That is a possibility. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah we it's hard to tell. Without yeah. being in the room, there's no way to really tell on this yeah. one. Yeah. 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 That is I just I highly doubt that it's Activision deciding to do this, just because it hurts them more than it helps them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah, we've called these such a. I would say still a, a pretty big name. Like, do you think this will affect them in sales when the game comes out? Everybody who's no. planning on buying this for sure yeah. already has it pre-ordered. Yeah, like I'll tell you outright that that's very unlikely that there's going to be a whole lot of fuss raised over this. Plus, I don't even know what the fuck this mode is. So, so it's, it's um, or go ahead, Robin. <laughs> it's it's kind of like their their version of like a, a horde mode that I think I think the first time they had this mode I think was in Modern Warfare Three, and this is the first time that it's coming back since then, if I remember correctly. Because it was like hmm. at at that point you had your your horde mode for the um, um, Treyarch uh, Call of Duty games, which was zombies, but the Infinity Ward side never had their own little like horde mode, so Spec Ops was that that horde mode. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Spec Ops wasn't Spec Ops like the co-op, um, the co-op missions that you would do with uh, another player or with another character. You uh, could, I think, you could have up to up to four, up to four uh, players. I think to do you would you would do. Um, you, you you would do missions, but it was it was basically a uh, like a like I said like a uh, a horde mode type of type of deal. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's enough to make it like a break make a break kind of deal, but interesting. I mean, it isn't. But I mean, the whole the whole thing about it though is that this is this game supposed to be crossplay. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is the survival mode. Shit, this, yeah. shit, this shit would have been amazing to be able to play you know co-op with your your friends on on xbox or pc because i don't think you can play through the story mode co-op mm. at all um so i this, don't know this would be your only you know co-op um x experience for this game outside of you know just regular multiplayer and whatnot mm. interesting um yeah uh <laughs> it's you know what though I, yeah i i think that I think that Activision will make its money off of Call of Duty, and 
I think that they always do. I know they do, yeah, but like yeah. I think that this, I think They'll this is gonna. I think this is gonna. People are gonna have a fuss about it, but it's gonna be quickly this forgotten. This is gonna set a really bad precedence in the industry where it, people are gonna be able to do like the exclusives are already an issue, but like an exclusive to this degree with this type of game set up on this development cycle, like what the actual fuck? Yeah, that, it, is, that's, it is. It is. I don't understand. It is literally looking at everybody else and just being like, like just fuck you guys, like. Yeah, like I I love crossplay and all that. I love the fact that they're trying to bring them all together. But honestly, if the choice was crossplay or this deal, I would have taken no crossplay. Interesting, because because most because you still getting most of the game. You're just not getting that one mode. Like you're still getting yeah. multiplayer. You're still getting single player. Like you're but by the time anybody that's not on a PlayStation is going to be able to use that mode, the game is obsolete because everyone's picking up the new one. Yeah. So unless you have buddies that are going to be like, no, we're going to stick with this game for the full development yeah, or, cycle for two years. It, or if it ends up that 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 this particular multiplayer, you know, because this 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 game, it, the, the thing that keeps it alive is its multiplayer. Yeah, it's the only thing that keeps it alive. So so if, if this thing ends up becoming like the competitive Call of Duty game to play, which by this point I've played through the beta and it's fucking awesome, but I don't think it's gonna be that that game. It's more of the same shit. It's, it's not even that, that awesome. It's more of the same shit. I th- it's I more, it's, it's more run and gun. Use a fucking SMG and you win. Some of some some of the small things that that they did with the beta, I, I actually really liked. It was They're small things, but the the yeah. problem is the overall game is exactly what you had before. It yeah, has not changed. Yeah. Ever since Modern Warfare 2, they have moved away from you can use whatever the fuck you want and you can still be competitive. Now it's, no, you need to use something that shoots really fast so you can kill everything in sight and then run around the cir- in circles, killing yeah. them. It, it's dumb. Game. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens. I do agree with you, Alex, that like it's it's a slippery slope to what this could lead into for other games or other game companies who want to who want might take this route um and but at the same time like i think that this will not affect call of duty and that they're still be fine um and activation will look at the numbers it's like we had the highest number of copies so over call of duty and look at us and all that yeah jazz. it's the same same shit as uh, as fucking borderlands but honestly if yeah. they had made this deal but only for six months i'd be okay with that yeah. Just because, yeah, six months is still really long, but you're getting it before the next game comes out. Yeah, I, I, I will, I, I, I will I could, agree. I can live with that. Yeah, I will agree if doing this kind of at the last minute, like, hey, this is only exclusive for Sony for about a, a year. That That is that is kind of kind of a douche-ass move to do. Yeah, it, for an entire year, that's just a dick move. Like, there's no other way around it. It's a yeah, dick that's, move. That's, that's kind of why I... I feel like this this is more on Sony's side. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like that that just hurts. Like yeah. it, whether or not Activision gives a shit about their fans or not doesn't really matter in this case. That is just a really bullshit move, and that hurts. Like mm. even the most hardcore people are going to be like, "No, that sucks." Unless they absolutely despise this mode, they're going to be like, "That sucks. I want to play that." an entire section of my game I don't have access to. <laughs> yeah. Whereas when they used to do the timed exclusives with like, and it was only DLC back in the day. 
Yeah. It was like, yeah, but they only get the DLC for like a month, two months. I think they maxed out at three months early. Yeah. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Okay, so PlayStation gets it for three months before anybody else, and who cares? Yeah. Well, yeah. Time will tell. Time will definitely tell what happens with this in the future. But we move on to our already anything else, Ramen, or are we good? <laughs> I think I think we, we pretty much covered it. All right. Part, yeah. awesome. I, I just I really hope that this doesn't really you like these these blatant like fuck you type of deals, you know? I mean I'm pretty sure this isn't gonna be the last though. Right, definitely. I just, I just it definitely won't be the last. Become, I just hope it doesn't become like the like norm for games that are coming out. Uh, it's definitely going to become the norm for exclusives. It's going to become the norm again, and my piece kind of plays on that. Ah, okay. Speaking of okay. which, good segue right into Alex. Alex, what do you bring to the table for this week? So this is kind of also my rant, but it's not really me ranting because I'm tired. Um, but this is kind of what I was going to rant about. So mine comes from Kotaku, who I fucking hate, but. <laughs> I picked this piece because it's not really an opinion piece or anything like that. It's literally just a, here's the facts. Oh, so you mean um, it's, it's, it's not an article about how they were going to quit a game because boss bat battles are too hard? No, no, this this is literally about Epic Games Store and how much they're paying for shit. That's it. Like, it's very cut and dry. There's no opinion in it. It's literally just this is what it is. So uh, Epic paid the makers of Control a $10.5 million advance for exclusive rights to it. Uh, let's see here. Many game developers have shifted their release games on the Epic's, uh, to the Epic's Game Store, but the Upstart platform has proven surprisingly controversial. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to skip that shit. Nobody cares. Uh, but, uh, a financial report from Digital Bros uh, indicates that Remedy and publisher 505 Games got a deal of 9.49 million euros, in bringing the game to Epic Games Store, it's $10.49 million US, which was then divided between the two parties, with 505 taking 45% of that total and the larger sum of 55% going to Remedy. This deal is part of a larger exchange between 505 Games and Epic that will also see the upcoming sci fi exploratory game Journey to the Savage Planet released exclusively on Epic's Game Store. So. That's just the, the general basis, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to read some of the shit here because nobody gives a fuck how it's structured or anything like that. Um, just know that a lot of what they're paying is we're going to give you X amount for exclusive rights. Plus, we're going to pay you a lump sum guaranteed amount of sales. So what they're doing is they're paying them for a six-month deal, roughly, or whatever the hell they come to, but they're also saying, and we guarantee that you're going to sell 10,000 copies, and we'll pay you for that up front. So the whole idea is that they are paying them, and they're giving these developers a large inf uh, infusion of cash up front, rather than having to have the developer wait for, you know, their game to sell. Yeah. I think this is a fucking terrible idea. On Epic side, for the fans, for everybody. This, like... It's the most retarded thing ever. We're going to take a game and we're going to guarantee you X amount of sales. What if they don't sell that? What happens? What yeah. if they sell? What if you guarantee them 2,000 sales and they sell 20? What happens? You're at a fucking loss. 
And yeah. I don't understand. That so, is a terrible business move. The, it's literally Epic just being pissy oh, well. and trying to take shit away from Steam. Well, it's all well, it is. The, 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 um, kind of thinking it as, as a dev, like right back. Okay. okay. Yeah, um, kind of taking it on a uh, just uh, looking at it as a dev. If, if if they told me that I'm going to be selling or you know my game's going to sell about like you know five thousand copies on the Epic Game Store, but like only sell like two thousand, say. Um, but they gave me that amount of money or a, a good love sum in, in the front. As a dev, it's it's a win-win. Like in terms of, like you know I'm getting paid a lot of money up front, oh, yeah. and whatever happens happens on the store. Whatever money I make off of the Epic Game Store will be pretty much extra because pretty much all the sales that might have been sold on the Epic Game Store pretty much is, is up front from Epic, um, or even no, more no. So, so. So, but but that's the thing. They're doing an upfront guarantee of sale. That means that you don't see a single dime from Epic again until you hit that amount. Oh, keep that is, that, is that the deal that's going on with Epic? If, if, if they're guaranteeing you upfront sales, it, it's not a matter of, oh, well, you know, we're, we're going to promise you 2000 Here's your money for that amount. And now we've sold 1000 Here you go. Here's your change of 1000 No, it's we sold $1,000. we are keeping all of that because you haven't hit the 2000 we guaranteed yet. I guarantee you that's what the contracts look like. Is is that? I would like to see. Oh, like for sure, well, though. Like, like I mean, there's no other way that they would be able to make this work and stay afloat as a company. That's true. It you has, know what? You're it thinking has about to it. be where they're promising X amount of money uh, for X amount of sales, and if you don't hit X amount of sales, you don't see a dime from the actual store itself until you do. Once you hit that amount, so even if it's like two thousand is your minimum, you hit two thousand and one. Here's your cut of the one sale. Yeah, it, it does make sense thinking about it because if you think about what Epic is doing, like you kind of wonder how are they making money outside of Fortnite because that's obviously making them billions of dollars. Yeah, uh, that's how they're funding all this shit. That yes, for the most part. But yeah. I do, but I do wonder what the business size is for the Epic Game Store aside from yeah. Fortnite. Like, how did that interaction work with the dev and the, and the game company? Like, and, and you might be correct, Alex. Maybe the fact that they need to meet a certain amount, and if they barely make it, then they'll keep most of it and they'll give whatever left over to the to the game company. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure it's, and I'm sure that the split uh, or the money that they're giving out front is like, because what's the? It's what twenty percent is kept by uh, Epic or something like that, and. Third, eight. 18, I think maybe it was 80 20. Yeah, 80 20. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that what they're doing is they're paying out like okay, 2000, 80 20 split. Here's your 80% of 2000. And they're key, and that way, when it comes in, they're just refilling the coffer, which isn't a bad way to do business. It's not as long as you're sure the game's gonna sell. So I'm 99% sure, and here's where the fucking rant comes in, that this is the same bullshit they pulled with fucking Borderlands 3, which didn't need no fucking guarantee. Also, fucking Epic Game Store has failed people miserably in actually going and updating what the fuck they are. Because remember, Randy's whole fucking thing is, oh, well, you know what? This is going to drive Epic to make sure the Epic Game Store can compete easily with uh, Steam. They're going to put all these features in because we need them as Borderlands 3. And because we're such a big thing coming to them, it's going to drive them to do this and going to incentivize them to do this really fast. 
fucking bullshit. Epic Game Store hasn't fucking changed since launch. They've done some bug fixes, and that's it. None of the fucking none of the fucking features that they've been talking about have come into play. You can't even fucking leave a goddamn review on that thing. What the goddamn hell? Damn. I, I am very curious to see what that game sells on Steam um, when we compare the numbers. Because I think the number to put out there is like 5 million copies have been sold on Epic Game Store. As of Except right now. here's the thing. You can't compare. It's not apples to apples anymore. Now it's going to be apples to oranges because people aren't. I mean, most likely, most people aren't going to rebuy on Steam if they already own it on uh, Epic Games Store. So you can't even compare the two together because... So, Anthony, for example, say you bought Borderlands 3 on Epic Games Store. Mm -hmm. You've been playing it for six months. It's now out on Steam. Are you going to buy it on Steam? Pay full price again? No. But... Exactly. I, I will... I will say this, because you've said that you're not buying a game until it comes on Steam because you do not support uh, the practices that Epic Games Store is I don't doing. support. Yeah, I don't support AAA exclusive deals like this. And you're not alone. There's a lot of people who feel it the very same way, and they're waiting for the Steam version as well. So yep. I am very curious to see what those numbers look like between Steam and Epic Games Store. Are the people who are, who are going to wait and do not support what Epic is doing going to be less the same or more uh, no, it'll be it'll be it'll be less than what they sell on epic's game store i know it will i can guarantee it if it's like there's just there's just no way there's too many people already playing the game and the whole thing that they've put out there where it's like it's been super successful epic's game store didn't impact it whatsoever because we sold this amount they don't take into consideration the fact that the actual fucking uh uh, the actual fan base for this game has increased substantially. So, of course, it's sold more copies. It has more fans. Why would it not sell more copies? Yeah. And it, like, it, it's just fucking simple math on that one. Yeah. On, t on top of that, the Borderlands, trend, I wouldn't say transcends the, the, the gaming realm or the, the gaming interest, um, but it does. Like, it's it definitely is a mainstream game that a lot of people who have played Borderlands 2 or Borderlands 1 can attach to and it's like, oh, this game's awesome. Like, it's, it's to that level. So that's why when, when Greg and I and, and everybody else was talking about, you know, how this game will be affected when it come out, this is one of those games that will not be affected by reviews or bad press just because the fact that the name alone and people coming to it um, is going to make the millions. Um, yeah. And it did. Yeah. Like, it, it literally didn't matter. They could have fucking been like, you know what? We're launching exclusively on Nintendo Switch for six months. They still would have fucking sold like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it literally didn't matter where they put this. The only reason that it had an exclusive deal like this is because they got greedy. 2K wanted more money. That was it. Yeah. That's the entire reason behind it. There is no justification for having Borderlands as an exclusive to a specific uh, game store. It's like, say they decided, hey, you know what? For six months, it's not available on PS4. It's only on Xbox. Yeah. Why? That makes no fucking sense. They're still going to sell like crazy. But why the fuck would you do that? It's an interesting time for the PC market, too. Just because, like, there never has been exclusives for certain... Well, I'll take that back. There has been. Um, <laughs> There's been exclusives like, for Windows and Apple, uh, but never for a game store. That's true. Um, for like Windows, Windows games, uh, 
they had like you can only buy certain oh. games on, on their yeah game. and that failed miserably in what six months yeah and there was and there was a point that we often talk about on this podcast is that exclusives are not as big as what people might think um and that that's something that's going away or at least at the time we're talking about that um as we saw more and more titles go multi-platform because it makes much much more sense to put it on everything and get yeah, much more you make money. more money yeah yeah you make more money in the long run when you let people choose where they want to go yeah so with this move with, with epic game store like it kind of makes the whole the whole screwball on all this is the fact that Epic is providing a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money to these devs, which is for them hard to kind of look away and like and say no to. Um, I mean, yeah, you're 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 a business, you're a developer, you're a publisher, whatever that. Yeah. You want more money? Why not take more money? Absolutely. If you're a dev and you're trying to sell a game, if somebody came up to me and was like, "Hey, look, put this," yeah, fuck yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's like the thing about it is like there's no with, with, with today's games, especially if you're if you're an indie developer. Um, to, well, you, so well, there, there's a difference here. Indie developers and AAA studios are totally different beasts. Okay, true. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll give you that true, point. <laughs> I, I have absolutely no problem with an indie developer getting an exclusive deal like that. I encourage that because it's a way to support indie developers and make sure that they stay around and they put out games. I'm 100% on board with Epic Games or Steam or Microsoft or anybody going after paying an indie developer an obscene amount of money to be exclusive to them for six months. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. It's when you come out and you do it for a AAA studio that the problem arises. Okay. I see. I, I, I got you on that point. Okay. I agree. Because I was going to go around like, yes, if you're any developer, this is awesome. Um, and there's no guarantee. It's like, whatever game you make is going to do gangbusters. It may not. It just may fall flat. So get that yep. money, get the money up front now versus, you know, possibly not getting anything at all. Yep. Um, and I'm not even angry about like Ubisoft or EA having their own platforms because you know what? They only, they only launch or they only release the ones that are exclusive to them. It's their games. Yes. You know what? Fine. That's fine. If you want to put Fortnite on only Epic Game Store, Epic, you have my blessing. I'm okay with that. I don't give a fuck. Not only because I just don't play the game, but because it's your game. Put it on your plat on your platform and your store and wall it off. That's cool. It's yours. Just stop fucking doing it with other companies. And that's one of the dangers I feel with epic is doing like i am okay with them to a certain degree but like when it gets to the point where they're actually pulling games from other platforms just because they want to put it on their platform does maybe feel a little uneasy um it's or literally pulling out fucking pre-orders from beneath people and forcing them onto their fucking platform yeah well, until the backlash is so big that they cave yeah and, you know what i mean so they have to do like what they can is going which it's like it it is shitty but you know what i mean yeah, i i it, really i really wish and, that and, steam would fire back and do year-long exclusive deals with uh with developers like you want to fucking go valve will bury you valve prints their own money well because i'm saying like like epic 
Epic Game Store compared to Steam even now with all this stuff like like user base wise is fucking there's like no contest. If we ever got to that situation though, Alex, like if we started to see Valve firing back, what's the stop from other uh, platforms to do the same? Like, <laughs> what, what other platform? What GOG? Yeah. Green Man Gaming? Like, <laughs> they can't compete with Valve. Literally, nobody can compete with Valve. Yeah, yeah that's Hell, true. That's true. I would love to see Valve literally start doing like I, we have a year-long exclusive, but the exclusive contract is you can't put it on Epic's Game Store. Anywhere else, don't give a fuck, but not on Epic Game Store. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see them come back and just be like, "Fuck yeah, these man. people." I honestly, mm, I'm yeah. The, the 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 wheels of this ongoing battle between the online platform between Valve and Epic, um, you know, is very curious. And Epic is doing moves that would help them beneficially in terms of getting exclusive deals. While Valve's response to all of it has just been just sit and wait and see how it goes. I mean, they did put out a statement recently where they're like, in a pseudo way, like. Uh, I want to say apologizing, but like basically saying like you know, hey, we didn't realize the fact that we kind of put a target on Epic, and we didn't realize the harassment that followed. Now that people are very uh, hostile versus anybody associated with the Epic Game Store, um, harassing devs in their games that they make. So it, it's it's a very well, interesting so time. It's very interesting time. So that's the thing. Valve actually isn't at fault for that. And anybody that disagrees, you're obviously not paying attention to Valve's response. Valve's response has basically been like, oh, they called us out for not having a fair split. Okay, here you go. Then they changed the the amount that they collect. That, would, that's literally all they've done. Would, they haven't made any other announcements. That's too that that that. So it was it was kind of weird. I remember reading that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But, like, that's it. So, basically, what it comes down to is Valve, in my opinion, is doing the smart thing because there is so much hate in the game, in the computer gaming community right now at Epic for doing this shit. Mm-hmm. I think that they're playing the smart move, and that is literally, we're, we're not going to get involved. We're going to sit back. We're going to let you do you, and we're going to watch you generate all the hate you could ever we could ever hope that you get. They don't have to do anything. That's true. They don't. I mean, like, I, I yeah. think that's a brilliant move. Because honestly, can you think of any kind of fight between a developer or companies where you've ever seen both sides be complete or both sides be uh, just like like this? Where usually it's back and forth, and they both get hate. But in this one, it's literally Valve's done nothing, and people are just kind of sitting back going like, "Well, Valve's done nothing wrong. You guys are fucking assholes." Yeah, no, you have a good point. Ever since yeah. this entire thing started, like everybody, everybody hates Epic, but Valve was taking a backseat to all of it, and they have not yeah. gotten a inch of hate toward their way, yeah. uh, more than the usual. I mean, like they're still. I mean, there, there was the whole. I mean, okay, so Epic had a point where they were, when they said that you know, okay, Valve, you really could afford to give more money. Like you, you could afford to give more out. This yeah. is kind of dumb. Yeah. They had a they had a valid point, and Val's response was, "You're right. We'll change it to match what you what you're doing." Like that that was it. That's that's they, all. But they actually didn't match them. 
like I said, it's 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 kind of weird. It's like um, yeah, you it, it goes from oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think yeah. it's like I think it's like it's like they get twenty five percent of the sales, but if your game makes a certain amount, like I think like up to ten million units or something like that. Then it goes from twenty five to like twenty, so it's like yeah, it, it, it is weird like that. I'm not sure. I agree. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fact check that, but I'm pretty sure. That's yeah, no, no, that that is a thing because I I saw something where it's like it's staged depending on how much you sell. The more you sell, the more money you, you make, like yeah. on the on the percentage. So I'm not sure I agree with that, but I can also kind of see where they're coming from because let's be honest. How many people a month do you think log into fucking Steam? Oh, no, how many people a day log into Steam? Absolutely. No, you're, you're the, num- so like, the numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. I'm not going to bogart them. Uh, we're not going to match you right off the bat. But if you sell some fucking games, you get there no problem. Not gonna, I'm not really going to bogart that because at the end of the day, they are business. They're looking to make money. I, I can get that. Do I agree with it? Not necessarily, but I get it. Okay, so here's the... Uh, let's see here. So normally Valve takes around 30% of all game sales on Steam. This is from a art- an article from The Verge. Um, okay, let me see if I can paraphrase here. Uh, that will that will remain the case. So 30% of all game sales are on Steam. That will remain the case for the first $10 million in sales that earns. Between 10 million and 50 million is to 25%. And for every sale after the initial, Steam will take just a 20% cut. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. like I said, it's 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 weird how they kind of split that up and stuff. But at the same time, like I said, they're a business. They're trying to make money. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, Alex, to, to, to close this segment now. I'm going to ask you this one question. You uh, you can become a fortune teller right now. You can predict the future. Okay. What do you, how do you think this will all end for for Epic and Valve? Do you think that Epic, may- uh, Valve's not going to get hurt by this. End of discussion. Like they're they're they've done literally nothing wrong. Nobody's angry at Valve. Developers are like, yeah, it's bullshit how much they take. But look at the size of their fucking platform. So even though even the developers have been like, we would like more from you, but we kind of get it. I think Epic is going about this all wrong. I think Epic, if they wanted, to, if they really wanted to, what they should do is they should focus on building a strong indie game platform, mm. and then bring as many AAA titles over, but don't do the exclusives because you won't piss people off. But if you can, you can get that indie market and you can pull more people more of the indie into you i think that'll start building your platform faster than tr- going after triple a games like this and pissing off the community agree that'll be a that'll be a hell of a move if they did that off the bat if there were just a huge supporter of indies and putting the money what they got from fortnite into that that would be great because we uh, obviously yes there's a lot of indie games out there and there's a lot of uh, there's platforms out there that, that uh you know valve uh <laughs> uh epic game store um, Ubisoft and other places that may have indies, but like to have a central location for all indies um, would be great. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, like I doesn't GOG already kind of like that um, in terms of what they have in their library, or 
send or is it also kind of the same like it's in these girls so we have also mix of other big names in there in our it's, forefront it's as well a mixture, it's, it's a it's a mixture of stuff okay but because be- i think they sell they they just sell the uh you redeem like it's not like an actual like game store like a like a ui that you download like steam is right you purchase codes through their website mm, gotcha so yeah there is a, is a huge uh, uh a platform to centralize on in indies and that would be great that'd be awesome well, you know who actually wins all yeah. this is gog because they'll <laughs> just buy you can probably buy codes for Steam or for Epic, so fuck it, whatever. That's true. I mean, it's the same case for any other platform well, that has it. Yeah, GOG mind. is having their own legal battles right now. Yeah, yeah, no, we that was a that was a topic that we talked about. A yeah. Of mm-hmm. Well, no, no, they they are just. Oh, let me see. Game key resells. Wasn't yeah. that wasn't that with not God, but with another um, website? Um, it, it, but it all applies to the same people. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, here we go. So... OG pretty much does the same thing. Yeah. A French, uh, court just ruled that Valve Steam has to allow reselling of their games, uh, game keys. Because they've been, Steam's been fighting this for years. Yeah, I saw that uh, article and I kind of wanted and, to yeah. bring it in. But... And it's, it's gone back and forth, back and forth, all over the place. Um, the last ruling in, in Valve's favor, if I remember correctly, was in the EU courts, whereas this particular uh, defense was specific to the French. Yeah. So this was a French court, not an EU court. There, There is a difference, even though it's in the EU. Yeah. Crazy times, guys. It's crazy times. Um, anything else, Alex, or is that going to end your segment? No, that's going to end me for now. All right. Well, guys, um, not the actually hang on. All right, guys. So um, with that, it's actually going to end the podcast. Um, Alex kind of wrapped up why you're wrong into his own segment, which happened. Just mind. He was like, whap, whap. Yep. Pretty much. Don't 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 worry. I'll bring something next week and I don't know, set something on fire. <laughs> yeah, as 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 uh, as the man said. So maybe next week we'll see some fire happening on stream, possibly. I'm gonna get like a lighter and just fucking put it on now. <laughs> <laughs> so before we end the podcast, actually, let me do that real quick. Uh, so before we end the podcast, um, go around the table, Raman. Where can they find you on the internet? Find me at vicious Raman Seven start podcast and you can also find me um actually three times a week right now on uh nrpodcast.com slash nrpodcast to um bring um mma boxing wrestling and then on Thursdays, we cover, like, geek stuff, like comic books, conventions, video games as well. Is, uh, we cover pretty much whatever. Our, our last episode, which was episode 
four, we covered dreams and we went to topics like lucid dreaming and what happens in your brain, like as you go to sleep. And that oh, stuff. cool. So the, the, the topics that we cover on our main episodes on Saturday can be anything. So hope you guys check us out. Awesome. So that is in our podcast. So it's mixer.com slash NR podcast. Cool. All right. Julian noted. Alex, where can I find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at B I G I E U, or you can find me over on Twitter under the same handle. Once again, that's B I G I E U. All right. And you can follow me on Twitter at Defective Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at missionstar.tv. You can find the full podcast on our podcast section. Uh, usually goes over every week. Um, and uh, you can uh, listen to the entire podcast and or listen to it across podcast services, including Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and many more. Each segment of this podcast will be uploaded to our YouTube channel. So if you're listening to this right now, you can actually watch the live, well, not live, but the, the actual recorded video of seeing us talk about certain subjects and actually see our expressions as we talk about them. Um, on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash missionstartube. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us for this week, guys. So again, thank you for watching, and we will see you guys next time. Goodbye.